I don't know. I don't know what that was, but you sounded very Brian Blessedy. Gordon's alive. Gordon's alive. Hey, you know what? That was quite a good Brian Blessedy impression. Impression. <laughs> impression. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. for this so welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me ian harris and me his faithful sidekick graham jones <laughs> i like it i like it so this is the podcast where we argue about our top three lists of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about and this week we are figuring out our top three movies that should have been about the sidekick mm-hmm. and this is coming straight from one of our patrons because they signed up for a tier that allows them to request an episode and it just turns out and i am so fucking happy it was <laughs> it's a really good idea yeah it, it, part of being patron a patron a patron a patron patreon patron when you're a patron you can basically say to us dance monkey dance and we will because you've given us your money yeah like i mean we will I mean, we'll throw it out there like obviously if you sign up for one of the tiers that allows you to request an episode we're going to do the episode Please make them good. Because, <laughs> like, you know, come on, guys, work with us. But this is a fucking great idea. So, yeah, where do we start? Do, do you want to start with the ramble? Actually, fuck it. Uh, I have a question neither of us are prepared for. Okay. Uh, if, you ha- if you had to be uh, a movie character sidekick, whose sidekick would it be? Um, oh, whose sidekick would it be? Oh, I'll, I'll go out uh, any fictional character. Okay, so they, they don't necessarily have to have already got a sidekick. You okay. could step in as their sidekick. Cool. Um, the T Rex from Jurassic Park. I'd like to be his sidekick. <laughs> T Rex boy. <laughs> T Rex boy. <laughs> I like it. What would you? What? What? What would your uh, job description be? I'm assuming sidekicks always have to apply. Yeah. Uh, Probably just ride around them. So your idea of a sidekick is a, <laughs> so you think a jockey is the horse's sidekick? Give me a better description. I would say the horse is the jockey sidekick. No, size always comes into sidekickery. Sidekick. Okay, so it has to be the smaller one. Okay, yeah, the smaller ones. Yeah. Tell me, tell, give me an instance where the sidekick is bigger. Mice and Men. I've, I've never, I've not read it. Ah, oh, balls. Well, I can't remember his name. <laughs> guy, the guy. I, I only know because, because. <laughs> fuck it, we could go uh, real with this one because I was in the wrong half of the year to do a Mice and Men. I think we did an Inspector Calls instead. Ah, so I did. Um... To Kill a Mockingbird. Maybe we did To Kill a Mockingbird. I can't remember. I know one half of the year did Of Mice and Men, and shout we were out not to that Miss, half of the year. Shout out to Mr. Inson, who forgot to teach us half of the syllabus, and therefore we only had to do half of the exam, but they gave us full credit. It was glorious. Nice. Uh, I had uh, Miss Deaton for a while, who was a very great teacher. A lot of time for Miss Deaton. But now when I look back, all I can remember is Emma Thompson. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. How about you? If you're not going to be T-Rex boy. Um, I did have a great choice there, but then you've really thrown me by trying to think of... Because let's face it, Graham, there's a good chance I'm going to be the big side of this uh, <laughs> equation here. <laughs> um, Scrooge McDuck? Yeah. Just like big Scrooge McDuck's PA? I don't think you'd be well paid, though. I think I would be, though. No. Because I think he's well kind paid. of like... And maybe this is where his money comes from. I think he has like a Pablo Escobar problem 
where he's got so... That actually sounds like he's a competing drug dealer. <laughs> yeah. There's a Pablo Escobar-shaped problem. Because you know how like Pablo Escobar used to have to write off like 10% of his money because it would be eaten by rats yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And he's he would lose where he'd buried money and stuff like that. Like I think Scrooge McDuck has so much money, he actively can't keep track of it. So basically what I'm saying is I want to embezzle Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> which, if anything, makes me the villain and therefore not the side... A very yeah. middle-class boring villain, but not the sidekick. No, you're a, you're a twist in a weird um, animated heist movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just... Uh, the villain's grand scheme is tax fraud. Fraud? Crowd? There's a very... Family guy? episode where he can't pronounce fraud and he says he's i can't remember fraud fraud. yes i thought you said crowd no fraud and it was like i i do not under crowd (laughs) crowdfunding is this an issue with crowdfunding i'm sticking with scrooge mcduck i think that could be an interesting life i could see you in there with the turtles you know replacing april o'neill oh that's yeah the stay-at-home turtle The one I just order the pizza. That's my one job. Is I order the pizza and they fuck off. To be to be fair, Ian, they're they're all stay at home. <laughs> is that a shell joke? It's a shell joke. Yeah, that's a shell joke. That's 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 funny enough that I laughed, but subtle enough that I had to double check. I hadn't missed like some horrific, controversial news that had come out <laughs> about the teenage ninja turtle. Well, you know they've been kicked out. <laughs> so. That first bit of the podcast done. Boom. Well, sorted. Check, we're checking these off. Um, checking these. Check one. A couple of bits to address that are not related to sidekicks. Oh, well, this one actually is sort of related to sidekicks because it's um, Bowie. I, I, I count Bowie as my sidekick. That's, I, I, that, that is fair. Smaller. Smaller. Tick. Yeah. Thicker. Tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I just wanted to update you that um, Bowie has become entangled in a new romance. Um, Interesting. In the last few months, it has blossomed. Okay, can we? Let, all right, let, I, I want to play this game. Okay. Okay. Yes. Let's. We're twenty <laughs> questioning this. Okay. Okay. Is, does it have a heartbeat? No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it an item of furniture? No. Is it a cuddly toy? No. Fuck me. Is it an item of clothing? No. Is it sports equipment? No. <laughs> you you were close with furniture, but it's not technically furniture. Uh, is it some kind of upholstery or adornment of furniture? Is it a new pillow? Very close to a... It's pillow adjacent. Blanket? No. The pillow that goes under the pillow? <laughs> no. <laughs> pillow case? No. One of those... V pillows. No, I'm t- I'm too fixated on pillows now. Aren't I? <laughs> you keep saying pillows, Ian. Fine, fine. I concede. What is Bowie fucking? Our draft excluder. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's just so for context. Um, I live in an old house and. Old houses have drafts, and we, um, you know, when we had that really cold snap, yeah, I was using the fire to keep the living room warm, but there was always a bit of a turns out there was a bit of a draft coming from the, the front door, anyway. Support so this draft excluder, and he is like nothing, like he's he's Bowie's shagged things before, um, 
but he's ne- he's never repeatedly gone back and shagged the same thing as many. But like you literally take it off of him, put it out of reach, and within seconds of you being out of the room, he's just going at it again. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm sure they'll be happy together. Happy um, together. Wow. Good. Good. Cool. Good first. Quest question on twenty questions though. Yeah, does it have a heartbeat? <laughs> Tick. Uh, on a related note, then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what have you been fucking in? <laughs> I was going to go for how do your fantasy team talk? Because oh. I know you talk about <laughs> the bills. Um, do we, uh, should we go into actual so- psychic examples? Should we go psychic examples, or are we going to do our uh, dramatic reading? Uh, yeah, we could do dramatic reading. We could do dramatic reading. So we were. Um, I guess we've had a little bit of a, a Christmas break, haven't we, um, from from recording? And in doing that, we actually weirdly talk to each other when we're not recording things as well. And I think some of the hilarity was coming out in our WhatsApp messages. So I I kind of felt that it was being wasted for only for our eyes only. So decided that we were gonna we were gonna repurpose it in an audio format for all of you, so you could uh, join in the mirth and laughter. We we won't talk. Ian made a very, um, shall we say, controversial joke. My reply was, "Well, damn." And then I think we'll go from there, Ian. I cannot find this. Me- what, what what chat am I looking in? Uh, our was chat. It, was it just as in me. podcast no, or just to just, me? Just to you. To to, to me. To you. Just hey. hey. Date. Uh, we talk a lot. <laughs> um, we we could go on a date in, but I think we're past that. <laughs> the fourth of fourth of. I've got it. I've got it. Go for ahead. some reasons, searching searching for uh, one of the keywords did not appear. Okay. okay. So horrific joke. Well, damn. Not proud of that. While also being very proud of that. Ah, uh, the old moral chuckle dilemma. Which sounds like a philosophical debate around if you had to. Which chuckle brother would you kill and why? This is presuming Barry is still alive. Paul. <laughs> which, which, given he's the only one alive, seems harsh. But Barry always seemed the better one. There was always a power imbalance. Isn't there a second, third chuckle brother? <laughs> chuckle brothers, you said. Sorry, isn't there a second, third chuckle brothers? Excuse me? Secret third. I think a second third would mean secret twins. Or clones. Chuckle clones. Dystopian sci-fi Chuckle Brothers would be great. Dystopian kid shows on the list. We ran into a horde of Barrys on the way back from the ridge. Only we made it back alive. A giant mutated pool laying Barry eggs, which is a unique collection of words. That burger in the menu. <laughs> <laughs> Feel like we're wasting good podcast material. Petition to do a dramatic reading of this chat. Done. Do this episode after the sidekicks one. That was nice. I liked that. Yeah, bringing, uh, bringing us back. What's also good is I'm definitely going to have played dramatic music under all of that. Brilliant. Because I enjoy editing weirdness into this podcast. Either that or the uh, the Tinchy Strider to me to you song. Oh, not it's legitimately a catchy song. Oh, it's great. Yeah, we're not fucking around here, people listening. There is a. Tinchy Strider does a song with the Chuckle Brothers called To Me To You Bruv. Yeah. To me. To you. Brilliant. Yeah. Tick. Tick. So. Oh, we are. 
Now, no, we're, we're powering intro. through this fucking intro. Uh, actual sidekicks. I have a list of actual sidekicks. One of these is one of the most fucked up things I've read in quite some time. Okay. And that includes the dramatic reading that we just did. Excellent. I have a list of real life sidekicks, which we can cool. revisit afterwards. Nice. So, uh, these ones are just... I just looked at DC. So there are some other... Obviously, every comic publication has sidekicks sidekicks are fucking everywhere but just for dc sidekicks i jotted some down because they are all fucking insane so aquaman sidekick for a time was aqualad and aqualad 2 <laughs> electric boogaloo yeah aqualad uh the green lantern sidekick in the 40s was a brooklyn cab driver called charles dickles <laughs> Do you know what Charles Dickel's superpower was? Uh, I don't know. Being able to get through the Lincoln Tunnel in record time. He owned a pipe wrench with which he would hit people. (laughs) So, Green Lantern, that's the guy whose power is only limited by his imagination, has a sidekick who hit people with a wrench. I feel like that, that, that kind of balances out because that is the least imaginative thing. Therefore, you kind of need the yin and the yang. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to leave the really good one to the end okay. because I I can't fathom how this one works. But uh, Mr. America had a sidekick called Fat Man. Right. Now, this isn't... If this was in Britain, this would be a pun, but it's not. So the DC character Guardian had a sidekick called the Newsboy Legion. Okay. Who were a group of orphans who live in suicide slum. <laughs> Uh, the good thing about Suicide Slum, though, is that there's always, like, you know, there's always vacancies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, there's a lot, that high, high amount of turnover. Yeah. Uh, Vigilante, who I think in himself is a sidekick to Peacekeeper in the Peacekeeper TV series, has a sidekick, or had a sidekick, called Stuff the Chinatown Kid. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shazam, who at the time would have been called Captain Marvel... Uh, had a sidekick called Uncle Marvel, <laughs> which, at the very best, sounds like a shit magician. Um, Superboy... And at the worst, just can't go in 40 foot of a primary school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, keep that thought in mind. <laughs> Superboy had uh, the Simeon of Steel, Beepo the Super Monkey. Excellent. Uh, and Supergirl has a sidekick called Bronco Bill Star, who was a rodeo trick rider. Okay. However, it turns out Bronco Bill Starr was actually Comet the Super Horse, a sort <laughs> a magical horse who turned human because he'd fallen in love with Supergirl. I mean, you know, it's it's the classic horse meets girl, <laughs> horse turns into human. <laughs> oh God, comics are weird, and that brings us on to Dan the Diner Mite. Okay. Sidekick to TNT. Yeah. So TNT was Thomas N. Thomas, who was a teacher. Right. Dan the Dynamite was one of Thomas's pupils. Okay. One evening, evening, which is a bit weird anyway. One evening while Thomas and uh, Thomas and Dan are working on an experiment. Thomas's hand accidentally touches Dunbar, uh, sorry, touches Dan's, and both teacher and student find themselves feeling more energised. 
Thomas realises that each of them has somehow absorbed the chemicals with which they've been working. By touching each other, Thomas and Dan now become charged with an unknown form of energy and briefly possess superhuman powers. This is a superhero duo whose powers are based on a teacher touching a child. Oh, God. How? Like, I'm assuming... It must have been written, like, in the 50s. Yeah, it it must have been that when that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, their their entire thing is built on the fucking touching each other, which is uh, so fucking weird. I had to reread it, because I assumed I'd, like, misunderstood or misread, but no. The teacher touches the kid and they both get superpowers and feel energised. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, real sidekicks. Real sidekicks. So I was trying to come up with a list of people who in who who, ex- who are real, obviously, but we could determine them as a sidekick. That's, that's a long list. It is a long list. Um, there's billions of them. Um, but like we could determine them as actual sidekicks, even though they're not necessarily known as such. So let me know what you think. So we've got so an interesting one to start off with, a guy called Ub Iwerks. Have you heard of this guy? It- Ub Iwerks? Yeah. Um, that sounds like a sis- like a software system. It does, framework. doesn't it? So he um he was uh, Walt Disney's uh, right hand man who actually okay. invented both Mickey Mouse and Oswald and apparently just got screwed by the Disney company. How many how many of these examples end up with the sidekick getting screwed out of intellectual property rights? Uh I don't think too many. I've got okay. Yeah, I was suddenly just thought, yeah, that's. Fair. I'm sure there's a lot of there. There probably are a lot of them, um, but this was one that kind of kind of stood out. Uh, got a few um, sports rated ones. Okay, I am going to write a name down. Okay, that I think is going to be on this list. Okay, and to prove my point, if he is on the list, I've just had to Google his name. Okay, sports ones. Sports ones. Gronk. Yeah, I think is yeah. is fair. Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen, I, I I think that's a sidekick, yeah. yeah. Ed Reed to Ray Lewis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we can go over to uh, so I've got a few more left. Uh, a uh, uh, Holyfield's here, yeah. A uh, couple in entertainment. Uh, so Teller of Pen and Nice, yeah. Uh, Rob McElhenney, yeah, that's fair. Even though I don't <laughs> think he'll like that, no. But also, he absolutely knows it's true. Yeah. Uh and then two political ones. Um He's Rob Rob McElhenney, who is the rare sidekick who's initiated the partnership. Yeah. He's like one of those fish that latch onto the bottom of whales. He's also uh I'd say he's probably quite similar to um Alex Horn. In that Alex Horn is yes. is Greg Davis's prof- sidekick. He's a he's he's a professional sidekick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hillary to Bill. And then my last one that made me think of all of this was uh, Mr. Quasi Quartet. <laughs> Quasi Quartet, the sidekick. Yeah, it was just like the evil villain sidekick that brought down the country. God, I would love... Can you imagine if a Batman comic ended with Batman firing Robin because they'd accidentally destroyed Gotham? <laughs> uh, let's write it. Uh, Batman, we saw you... You you had the, you pulled the trigger, though. Like, you, you set the bomb off. Yeah. No, it was Robin. <laughs> all Robin. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. No. Robin. All done, yeah. All, all, all done at a podium that's awkwardly outside Bruce Manor. Why have you decided? Or Wayne Manor. Like, why have you decided to do this here? No reason. 
<laughs> no reason at all. Did you see the whole thing with um, so each prime minister gets to design their own lectern? Yes, and they spent a fuck ton of money on hers. Yeah, because it had like weird. Was it hers the weird twisty one? I think so. Uh, um, she got to use it like once, which was on her yeah. resignation speech. Oh dear. Oh god, that's good. Uh, so the one I thought you were going to go for yeah. is uh, Andrew Ridgely. Oh, he's my friend's uh, godfather. Really? Yeah. Nice. I'd assumed he'd gone missing. Uh, he just keeps a very low profile. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's fair. And uh, can... Andrew Ridgely, for those who are slightly confused, was the other guy in Wham. Uh yeah. No, I think you're. I think I think you're onto something there. Uh, the 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 one who's not Bob Geldof, yeah, Bono. Which, uh, nah, fuck, fuck Bono. He's a cunt. Um, ah, but the Edge, the Edge is must be Bono's psychic. He's even got a psychic name, the Edge. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, I think you're right. Bono and the Edge. I like it. I like it. Those, I, I agree. I, I agree. I, th- I think, think few people could argue that those were indeed sidekicks. I think uh, that's that's the tick boxes ticked, right? I think so. Yeah. Any anything else? Any uh, any late boxes you want to throw in? Uh, no. I think I think I think we're good. I think we're good to dive into uh, a movie recommendation nobody asked for, Graham, which is yours. It is mine, and I knew it. And, you and I've got it. one. So fuck Ooh. yeah! Um, Look at us being professional in episode eighty nine. Oh, we got there in the end. So my ah, we fucked it. You said that we said we got professional, and then I forgot how to speak. Um, Fucking ruined it. My re, fucking hell. My movie. I believe in you. My movie recommendation nobody asked for this week is well, it's a superhero movie. Um, because I think we're going to probably talk touch a lot on superheroes with the the whole sidekick thing. I don't really remember anyone being a sidekick in it. Um, but I just wanted a chance to talk about this film because I think more people need to see it. And that is 2012's Chronicle, which is a profoundly underrated or at least underseen um, found footage superhero movie. It's directed by Josh Trank. Screenplay screenplay was by um, Max Landis, um, the son of John Landis, who we watched a movie about giant squids who can't kill drunk people with do you remember that i was talking about that the other day really <laughs> yeah because we were sat behind the woman who designed the ghostbusters outfit yeah wasn't that john landis's wife uh, uh, g- uh, yes i can't remember but she was there john landis was there and russell toby was there yeah yeah that's really fucking weird i literally talked about that last week <laughs> god we're adorable we are it it stars a very young Michael B. Jordan as well. Um, yes, and Dan Lahan. <laughs> Dan Lahan. Dan Lahan, or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. He seemed like he was on the cusp of being the next big thing and has now kind of disappeared a little bit. And then he starred in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yes. Yes, he did. Yeah. It's a really good... Have you seen have You seen Chronicle? Yes, yes, no, I have. It's, it's it, um, I think, arrived at just the right time because it was a very... It was just as everyone properly hit the stride of found footage fatigue. Yeah. And it did something very, very interesting with it. Yeah, it's just a fucking great film. Who's the third kid? The third Michael kid B. Jordan. is... Michael B. Jordan. Dan Lahan. Dan Lahan. And, and Alex Russell. Who is uh, another actor. Another actor. Not Distinctly not Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he's, he's not done much, it would be fair to say. That is Oh, actually, fair. tell a lie. In his like, kind of main bit on Wikipedia, he's not done much, but he's done a fair few. Uh, he's kept himself busy. He was in um, oh, 
Chronicle 2 TBA. Interesting. I do like searching IMDb because uh, I've thrown my timelines now. You've, you've, I mentioned Doctor. I mentioned you know Doctor Who on the. I, I mentioned Doctor Who on the undrafted episode we just recorded that isn't going to be out for another two weeks, and even then, only to certain people. Yeah. As I said earlier, <laughs> I've been watching a fuck ton of Doctor Who recently. Uh, yeah. And you'll always have that on Doctor Who where you'll be like, "Oh, I recognise that person, but I don't know where from." And then you'll Google uh, your IMDb them, and either they've been in nothing or five hundred things. Yeah, yeah. Like every BBC TV show ever made. And then it just gets to the point where it's like, you know what? I don't care where I know these people from anymore. <laughs> I can't keep scrolling through these credits. But um, yeah, Chronicle, watch it. It's 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 it does something different for both genres. I think is fair to say. Yeah, I think that's fair. And it's yeah, it's really good. And I don't know that many people have watched it. If you aren't in the mood for superhero-y things, perhaps you aren't a fan of handheld cameras. Is there anything else you may be able to recommend? Don't know why I did that in that voice, but I did, and I'm standing by. Ah, um, yeah, I would watch um, a film that has got, um, I guess, arguably some sidekicks in it. If we take, um, if we take, uh, fuck, what's his name? What's Chris? Judy from the Good Place. No, the other, the main one. Who's a dick? Uh, Christian. Christian. We take Christian as the uh, he's not a superhero, he's a super zero, am I right? Um, if we take Christian as, as the, the main guy, um, then you've got his sidekicks in Chidi from The Good Place and I'm having mind blanks today. Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Um, the most attractive man alive, according to... Yeah! When did that happen? I don't know. Uh, when he signed a Marvel contract, I guess. Uh, ah. Yeah, they're his sidekicks. The movie's Midsummer. It's brilliant. Florence Pugh's amazing. Can't wait for the next Ari Aster movie, which is coming out very soon. Which is fun, because obviously everybody has sent us the trailer for yeah. I Was Afraid, but I don't want to watch the trailer because I want to go in as blind as I can. But from what I've heard, it is batshit insane. Excellent. Yeah, I'm not watching it. The, the one thing I have, and again, it's difficult to talk about it given I haven't, I've purposefully stayed away from stuff, is I still think Disappointment Boulevard was a better title. It was a very good title, yeah. Yeah, but I'm I'm willing to... If I'm going to give anyone the benefit of the doubt, it's, it's Ari Aster. But given it seems to take place on a yacht or a boat or whatever, it, calling it Disappointment Boulevard is, would be a bit weird. It'd be HMS Boulevard. HMS Disappointment. Hey, hey, HMS Disappointment sounds like a musical we should write. Yeah, it's either a musical or it's a ship that was named after Prince Andrew. Banter. Uh, no, it would have been funnier to say Harry. It would have, but I also I respect Harry. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. If if my my dad always taught me, if you have to pick between two people and one of them's a paedophile, <laughs> you pick the other one. <laughs> yes. And with that, <laughs> and with that, to the choices, we dive, we dive into the choices of our top three movies that should have been about the sidekick, and the first choice. Graham, it's yours. It's mine. First choice, then. <laughs> peek behind the curtain. Straight into a jingle in the first section. Again, another, another, another peek behind, behind the curtain. curtain. Yeah. In behind the curtain, behind the curtain. Again, what's there? Uh, we recorded the intro to this episode the better part of what four weeks ago. Yeah, we have pushed this, pushed this episode back. Depending how you want to look at it. 
three times because we are busy, busy people in January, apparently. And, you know, sorry. We're uh, we're George R. R. Martining it. Yes, we are. But the difference is we are now going to complete the promised piece of work. Yes, and we're not going to go off and create another six different podcasts. That's the problem, right? If he was Mm. just struggling with the one, I'd get it. But he pulls out all... Don't get me wrong, Elden Ring, fucking brilliant. But he can't go like, I just don't have the time alongside all of these other things I'm doing. Yeah. Fucking cookbooks, fucking graphic novels, fucking other TV series that last a season and then don't really do anything. The aforementioned Elden Ring. Fuck that guy. Anyway, in the introduction, we talked about comic books. We did. So I thought... Hey, if we're going to talk about sidekicks, probably the first place to check is comic book movies. So I dove headfirst into the MCU and I kind of whittled it down to two. And those two were very, very difficult to choose between. There's a lot of sidekicks in the MCU. I won't list them all because there'll probably be some kind of argument about what exactly is a sidekick. But can't be bothered to have that today. I've just driven the entire length of the M4. So, Winter Soldier, sidekick, I think we're happy with that. He's kind of already had his own thing, and as far as I can think of, that's probably it in terms he... of sidekicks becoming the main character. I was going to say, he he has a full-on glow-up, right? Like yeah. He, uh, yeah. And Falcon, you, Falcon you, I'm um... not counting as focusing on the sidekick. That was a promotion. Uh, it was an abomination, is what yeah. it was. I, I, just going back to the M4 thing, did you, um, did you get a lot of... Uh... Concrete chat done? No, the, no, I did. The, no, oh, My partner wouldn't play that game with me. Oh. Hey, babe, can you pretend to be Olivia Colman? <laughs> I think I, it's Olivia Colman. It's a really specific roleplay, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. She, uh... <laughs> she humours a lot of random shit from me, Graham. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think reenacting Locke would be one of them. No. Olivia Colman who is the most convincing evil person in TV ever in The Stepmom in Fleabag. I haven't finished Fleabag. Yeah. I've watched, I've watched all of I season think one. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling us having to push this back again so you can go and watch Fleabag, because that is, that is bad, bad Ian. The problem... Oh, I was weirdly into that. <laughs> uh, the problem... Do you, do you want me to be Olivia Colman, Ian? <laughs> if, if you don't mind. <laughs> Um, the problem with Fleabag is it's too good. It is, yeah. So I, I, I keep pu- I keep agree. putting it off because it's like there's a couple of films I've done it with as well where it's like it's like I need to save this for a special occasion. Yeah, but you know we did eventually watch a Karate Kid Christmas Miracle. We just wanted the yeah, festive true. season to be there. So true. I'll get on. To, hopefully by the next time you record, I will have watched season two of Fleabag. But I've heard very good things. Was yeah. she the bad guy in Mitchell's vs. the Machines? Good question. Don't know. I think she was. Anyway, Olivia Coleman is fucking amazing. We had, uh, because we're talking about nothing to do with sidekicks right now, (laughs) had a great conversation, which we will probably steal at some point. What, like, small part TV actors have suddenly gone insane that it's now weird to look back on? Yeah. Because, like, Peep Show. Yeah. And then suddenly it is who is going to end up being, like, a multi Academy Award winning actress. Yeah, it's, it's. I don't know what was what was her break, like what got her what shot her into Hollywood. 
Because she was at like Broadchurch um, as well. Was that was only twenty seventeen? Yeah, I mean, it was it was the the favorite was the one where she was properly because that's obviously what she got the Oscar for. Yeah, also awful film. Just I'd really, like I like I liked it. No, it was terrible. It had so much hype, and it was just shit. I don't. It, I don't. Anyway, sorry. Go on. I, I don't think it lived up to the hype. I thought it was a good film. And she was insane in it. No, but the whole thing was insane. It was just weirdly, like, sex-obsessed where it didn't need to be, and it just all felt very unnecessary. I didn't like it. Yeah, that is... sums up basically all of that dude's films. To, 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 to really kind of show you how weird he is, that is by far his most mainstream movie. Yeah. And she it's was like in Locke. Yorgos Locke, yes. No, yeah, that's that's the point of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and... We're back. Oh yes, and we're back, and yeah, we're back and we're to back. side. And we're back. So the M four was the sidekick in Lock, <laughs> and I think it deserves its own. No, so comic books, comic book movies, MCU, Winter Soldier, yeah. Falcon, promotion, not a sidekick. Um, so as far as I could think, they're the only ones who've kind of been properly focused on. So I thought, hey, what other sidekicks are really good? Loki, mm, I wouldn't say sidekick villain. I guess. Yeah, he's not. He's not a sidekick. I'd say the closest ones. That have had like focus are I forget the guy's name, but Doctor Strange's buddy. Um, yes. So Wong. Wong. So Wong is one of the two. One of the two that I was going to okay. pick. And was the other um, one the Wasp? No. Okay. Because I but feel like a, um, I think that's a, a fairly good show. What? What? But I, I I think Wasp is more a main character now. Eh. Well, she's she's a uh, an equal given that the, the f- yeah. most recent film was Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, so I think sidekicks, there needs to be more of a hierarchy in it. Yeah, okay. But, no, none of this, so, none of this uh, flat corporate structure. Yeah, none of that. <laughs> but, so for me, it came down to what I would prefer to see in a film. Yeah. And that would be Wong, who is Why would it one be of Wong? the best. <laughs> well, two Wongs. <laughs> <sighs> Wong is a brilliant MCU character, and I love him in anything he turns up in. Yeah. But... I kind of like him randomly turning up in stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like having his own thing might detract from that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I am going for uh, Valkyrie. Okay. I always uh, argue is she's got her one own... of the... Does she? She's, she's got her adverts now. <laughs> she's what, a lead, she leading selling? woman. Is it direct line? It's insurance, I think. I think so. She's on holiday or something. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a massive picture of her Darren at the end Lyon. of the M4. Yeah. <laughs> there actually is. There's a bil- there's a billboard for it on the as you're coming up towards Hammersmith. Nice. Oh, yeah, there is. The yeah, 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 there is. That would be a weird I would never I would never lie about the M4, Graham. No, no, no. A forty. I, I mean you tell porkies oh, about it yeah. all the time, but uh M four, that is that's so I close. definitely saw an elephant there, man. <laughs> um, but yeah. Valkyrie. So Valkyrie, in for the purpose of this, I'm going to assume, as a lot of us are doing, that Thor: Love and Thunder doesn't exist. I still haven't seen it yet. Uh, I, I, I can't. I can't wrap my head because everyone's saying that they don't like it, but I still can't wrap my head around how. Like, yeah, it, it just doesn't make sense to me that a, a Taika Waititi Thor movie is not good. But I'll see it. We'll see. Yeah, it's the the problem is. They've taken an inherently dark villain 
And it's like it's three different films and they've edited them together and the tone doesn't fit the whole way through. Okay. And I think it I think Taika went slightly You know when an an like you know when a band releases an album that sounds like they were trying to release an album that sounded like them? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. New Newfound Glory were very bad for it. I mean that's all instead, Newfound Glory did. Yeah. But instead of releasing an album of music that they wanted to do, they released mm. they tried to make an album that sounded like uh in their case, a newfound glory album. Yeah, it feels like Taika Waititi tried to reverse engineer what people would want from a Taika Waititi film. Okay, when what they actually just want is for him to make a film. Yeah, uh, just a really slight tangent on uh, newfound glory. Uh, Ocean Avenue by Yellow, Yellow Card turns twenty this year. Anyway, continue. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Valkyrie. <laughs> Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Uh, if we go for another tangent, uh, my dad once misread it as Valraki, which was the best uh, miswording of something because it sounds like a Welsh seaside town. <laughs> is now I, I can think of. I think it sounds like uh, like a. Is it souvlaki, the Greek uh, kebab dish? So I I oh. hear it as like a as a Greek dish. So Valraki. Like, like we we would go out for. Yeah, some Valraki, or on a night out, uh, yo, I'd like a whole Valraki, mate. Yeah, yeah, like, what, I, what, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's like a, I think souvlaki is like a Greek kebab that has like uh, chips inside it. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I mean, like that, that but more Asgardian. Yeah. So <laughs> Valkyrie, <laughs> Valkyrie, <laughs> who I very, who I very nearly said Valraki. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Valkyrie is uh, Tessa Thompson's character that was introduced in Thor Ragnarok. Um, she's just fucking great. Really? I think she was a really interesting character because there was obviously, she was just a flawed badass. And that's kind of a great thing to center a film on. I like, I don't know whether you would have it as, I, I don't think you need to like origin story it with her. Just like the further adventures of Valkyrie, I think would be cool. Okay. So you could... you're, cause we, just to go back to the title of the episode, films where they should focus on the sidekick instead of her. So you're not saying that you would take her mm. in Love and Thunder or her in Thor 3, 2, 3. You're saying you'd do a spin-off. I would want a spin-off as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so not Love and Thunder, Ragnarok. Ah, uh, see, I so, can't get on board with this because Ragnarok was fantastic. I mean, you couldn't. Ch- I just, I, you can't change Ragnarok. I mean, the, the well, actually, they did change Ragnarok, so they, they, you know, they defeated him. But still, spoiler alert: uh, the, 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 the titles is movies that should have been about the sidekick rather than movies we would want to see. So, not Ragnarok then, <laughs> and we aren't going to forget that Love and Thunder was a thing because we're going to do Love and Thunder from her point of view. <laughs> okay. Because Love and I Thunder feel like I've was... saved you here because I could have I could have used this at the end. You have, I appreciate it. Love and Thunder was trash, unfortunately. It was a muddle of tones, didn't make any sense. They've kind of Jesus Christ, the only word I could think of there was horrific, so let's not use that. They kind of <laughs> ruin they they uh took what is possibly my favourite comic book villain and completely fucked it. <laughs> so it's kind of Some annoying because they, yeah, they can't use that again. 
And I feel like grounding it in Valkyrie, who was already seen as a more kind of darker character, you yeah. probably would have got more out of that film by the end of it. Mm-hmm. By basing it on Thor, who we're kind of done with. Like, character arc-wise, there's not much more for him to do, right? Yeah, I mean, and this is probably a fairly controversial opinion, but I think we should have called time on the MCU after Endgame. I mean, I'm, I would have argued against that about a month ago. But I'm going to see, because if... I haven't seen Black Panther 2 yet. That's coming out Disney Plus in like two days. So I'm going to watch yeah. it on there. Apparently that is very, very good. And all of the stuff for Quantum Mania seems like the actual start of the next phase. I think if they'd have done a full-on reset, or if they'd done a, um, you know, like a Secret Wars-y kind of thing. And, yeah. and I know there's talk of stuff like that in the in the pipeline and whatnot, but... Yeah, I'd, carrying, you know, the MCU as it was, like Endgame, I mean, the clue's in the name, right? It felt like a very good ending. And yeah, then we're, you know, I'm... and I, I get why they're doing it because it's a cash cow. And why wouldn't you do it? But All of the money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm still willing to give it time. I'm still willing to give it time. I don't, I'm not really a fan of the last couple of things they've done i don't think some of them are anywhere near as bad as people say they are but i'm hoping it feels like we might be kind of trending a bit in the right direction now but also marvel if they're good at anything it's editing very effective trailers so who really knows but my first choice because we've talked about this for the better part of 20 minutes now (laughs) is valkyrie love and thunder nice i well, I don't know if I like it or not because I've not seen it, but yeah, I like Valkyrie. I like uh, Greek kebabs, so all good. All good. All good. We're going to keep it in, I think, sidekicks, you know, as mentioned, they lend themselves to comic books very well. Um, so two of my three also fall into this pantheon. And the I'll other one has go. appeared in comic books. The other one has appeared in comic books, yeah. You choose, uh, do we go the more recent or the older uh, elder statesman of the uh, comic book actually let's make it easier do we go oh actually no what's the is it image did image do the other one because it's dc <laughs> i just i've got my comics down there uh is it image i don't, I don't own it oh i think image i think maybe google google Let's try. Come on. Google it. Yeah, the comics are Image. Image or DC. There you go. That's your choice. Initially initially published by Marvel Comics under the company's Icon imprint and republished under Image Comics. Okay. Anyway, back to the original question, Ian. You choose. Image or DC? <laughs> I mean, I feel like given we've just talked about that one, we should probably go we'll do DC. One. Okay. No. Okay. Yes, Image. <laughs> so um, the first one we'll talk about then is the... Uh, when did it come out? 2010? Uh, yeah, 2010. That That is good knowledge. And the sequel came out in um, 2013. The film is obviously Mark Miller's wonderful kick-ass. And that, that makes me sound like he's got a wonderful ass, doesn't it? it he Kick-ass is a great film. Um, I did enjoy it a lot. But I think it is fair to say that the best character in 
the movie, Nicolas Cage notwithstanding, Thank you. is Hit Girl. <laughs> and I feel like Hit Girl's screen time is so much that is good in that movie. In particular, my favourite scene, which is the banana splits music in the background and Hit Girl taking out the entirety of um, Red's Mist's bodyguards. Oh no, Red Mist, is Red Mist in the second one or is he still in the first one? I can't remember. He's in, he's in the first one. He's in the first one. Um, yeah, taking out all of the uh, all of the bodyguards to, to the uh, banana splits is, is one of the best things. So I just think everything. And the way uh, Chloe Grace Moretz delivers some of the lines because she was like... 12 at this time or something i mean she was young and the delivery of some of her um some of her lines and some of the swearing was just hilarious so um, chloe chloe grace moretz is 25 now 25 now okay so she was so she was 12, 12 she was 12. 13 when it came 13. out 12 when she was making it okay i assume oh, i'm i'm but. good with these these you fucking got this mate i've got it mate who needs who needs google the, the thing with the thing with hit girl is i think like I can tell you her, her part of Kickass. I couldn't actually tell you Kickass's part of Kickass anymore. Yeah, so I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember everything to do with her and uh, Nicholas Cage because I'm I'm not saying her and Big Daddy, but I can remember everything to do with them in it. I can't remember the yeah. rest of the film because she is by far the most interesting part in it. Yeah, massively so, and um, also I would say. Yeah, and I guess the added benefit of the focus on Hit Girl rather than Kick Ass is that you get more Nicolas Cage, right? So that's that's going to appeal. Tick, tick, and yeah, I just I I think you're right as well. Her story is more interesting because her uh, her dad gets murdered, and that's why she ends up in this kind of vigilante thing and everything. Because he was a policeman, I think is the because Kick Ass's origin was that he just got beat the crap out of yeah, so and like, then lost all no... feeling in his yeah yeah. He had nerve damage. <laughs> it was... Yeah. No. Yeah. Her, no. her her dad was a policeman. So... <sighs> so Big Daddy wasn't her daddy. Big Daddy wasn't her actual... So uh, more Big Uncle. I don't think so. Yeah, I think they were... Oh, no. No, no, no. Her... No, so... Yeah, Big Big Daddy is her daddy. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. Why did I think I maybe because it's... in in the second one, yeah, she lives with her dad's like a colleague. Of ah, this is it. I'm getting the two confused. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, but yeah, the whole the whole thing is just a lot more interesting. Uh, there's there's Nicolas Cage. I actually think the comics were better, and it's weird that we got two kick-ass movies from 27 comics, but we only we didn't get a hit a hit girl movie from 24 comics, like. There's there's just as much material out there. Yeah, I just I just think Hit Girl's great. And actually, that bit, so the the whole banana splits part. This is one of my favourite tropes in cinema, which is music that is incongruous to the action happening on screen. Mm. That is when that happens in a film, I'm sold. I love it. We could there's uh, definitely an inappropriate music episode we could do. Yeah, it's just yeah. I don't know why. Just love it. Oh no, I'm 100 percent with you. Because there was talk of, I'm guessing the window's kind of closed for it now, but there was there was talk of a Hit Girl movie for a long time. Yeah, it was and then all fuck all happened to do with it. I feel like there was maybe a talk of a TV series as well. I can't maybe oh, maybe, maybe I'm misremembering that, but I I think I think the reason we never got it was Jim Carrey. I'm going to probably Jim Carrey. yeah because he he kicked up a shit fit didn't he about Kick Ass Two? Oh yeah, and Kick Ass Two also wasn't that great. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that great. 
And I think a Hit Girl movie would have been better. Yeah. I know Matthew Vaughan's doing a spy film that's coming out, which is going to have Henry Cavill, Samuel Jackson, and John Cena in. Nice. Um, Sold. (laughs) I'm fairly sure it's Apple TV. Perfect. Um, Yeah. I haven't watched... uh, Talking of like these, I guess this kind of genre of superhero movies, I still haven't seen The King's Men. It's all right. It's... Not the first two are very good. I liked both of the. Um, yeah, it's it's been movies. diminishing returns since the first one. I think. I like the but, second one because it was more true to the comic. I've never read the. I haven't read a lot of the only Matthew Vaughan. Not sorry, the only um, Miller comic I've read is, um, fuck, is it Invincible, Nemesis. Sorry, it, which is um, Nemesis is basically what if Bruce Wayne was a cunt, right? So it's a multi-millionaire instead of uh, becoming a hero and becomes a villain. He did um, He did a Civil War take in 2006. Mm. Yeah. I read The Kingsman, the original one. Um, Chrononauts, that was really good. I think they're the only ones I've done. I, try, I started Jupiter's Legacy, but there was just tons of those. Yeah. Like, I probably read, again, like, obviously there's a difference between stuff I draw a line between his creation and him writing for other things right if that makes sense because Superman Red Sun which is one of my favourite comics was Mark Miller yeah and that's fucking amazing but I I don't count that as like a world he's created quite like kick-ass and uh, Wanted I never read Wanted either uh, no I didn't read Wanted um... that was weird any any action movie that prominently features a loom is gonna be a weird one. Wasn't the whole thing with that like being able to bend bullets? Was that like the? Yes, yes, it was. Could, the like... film, not the loom. The loom did not yeah. bend bullets. No, the loom told the future. Yeah, I don't know. I, I assume it had lots of, weird. lots of fruit. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that's the reason I liked the uh, the second Kingsman movie because it was much more closely aligned to the comics. Yeah. Where, but I guess in the first one they couldn't necessarily convince Elton John to be kidnapped. Whereas, I guess after the success of the first movie, they were they were able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like it. But yeah, hit girl. No, no further questions. No further questions. No further answers. You bitch. <laughs> Second choice. Second choice. Second choice. And because I'm going to follow your lead on this one, Graham, which one do you want me to do? Do you want me to do the person with a heartbeat or the person without one? Uh, Without. Okay. Person is a stretch on this one. (laughs) So there was an episode of Supernatural, the TV series, which I have devoted what can only be described as too much of my time into watching. A big part of Supernatural is the car. And there is an episode of Supernatural which is told from the car's point of view. So the camera never leaves the car. Uh, There's action scenes that take place outside of the car and you're just watching it from the car. It's all just the conversations and things like that that happen in what is obviously an inanimate object, but one that has kind of become a character in its own right in the TV series. Okay, Keep that in mind. So, I would like 
to take you. I would like to take you. I would like to take you to the middle of the Pacific Ocean in 1990... 2000s. <laughs> quick, uh, quick aside. Yep. People mispronouncing the Pacific as the specific is up there in my top three annoying mispronunciations. Uh, number one because you asked, is when people say espresso rather than espresso. Espresso. That's just, yeah, that's a form espresso. <laughs> yeah. Damp squid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very, like, it's not said as much anymore because it is a very old-timey phrase. But that pisses me off. Yeah, specific. Um, intensive purposes. <laughs> Is another one that is said a lot. Yeah, talking of talking of um, this, uh, this is, um, <laughs> I know it's not like us to do this, but I'm going to go off subject slightly here. I was thinking the other day of uh, you know, like how it's kind of like a misheard lyric, but not so much. In Millennium by Robbie Williams, there is the line um, something, 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 and that's a good line to so take it to the bridge. Take it to the bridge. Yeah. So he goes. Um, Oh, you look like Kiss, but without the makeup, as in the band. Yeah. And that's a good line to take it to the bridge, right? Which obviously is the bridge of the song, yeah? As in the bridge. Mm -hmm. As a child, when Millennium came out, uh, I didn't know anything about music at all, and the bridge meant nothing to me. Uh, similar in um, in uh, the Limp Biscuit song as well. I thought he meant, and the only thing that was called the bridge to me was Chelsea's football stadium, Stamford Bridge. So I thought he was saying, this is a really good insult and you can take it down to Stamford Bridge on a Saturday and use it against <laughs> someone. Nice. So, uh, But it, apparently, it's not. <laughs> to, to just further go off into the sunset on tangents, uh, I was talking about this today, just in terms of misunderstanding something. Yeah. So... My dad uh, was a policeman. Um, obviously worked shift, worked shift patterns. Yeah. Um, sometimes he'd get tied up at work. <laughs> mm-hmm. From that laugh, you've you've guessed the punchline. Uh, my mum figured out that I didn't realise that was a phrase when I apparently once asked her who actually unties him. <laughs> so I thought, you know, obviously the police aren't always going to win. Against criminals. And when the criminals win, Dad gets tied up and they run away. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Oh. Oh, classic. And when did you anyway. realise this? When you are about 16, 17? So, uh, yeah, 16, 17. Uh, when I was in my early to mid-twenties, um, I was also... I was walking down the road and one of those uh, street sweeper little vans yeah. um, went past and I nearly had like a full-blown anxiety attack and I couldn't quite understand why. That my heart was like basically going into palpitations, and then I remembered when I was a kid, my dad told me if I got too close to them, they would eat me. <laughs> oh, nothing like a bit of childhood trauma, eh? Oh yeah, deep-seated childhood trauma. Um, anyway, uh, the the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> the Pacific Ocean. So basically, so my my cousin once watched this film and said nothing actually happened in it. Which, to right. be fair, is a very, very accurate review for the Tom Hanks movie, Castaway. Yeah. So, I think Castaway 
would have been a very, very interesting film if it was told from the point of view of Wilson the Volleyball. Uh, yeah, it would be a lot shorter. I, or I it mean, starts it would... at a different point, I suppose. Because so, we would like, then would... get his onward adventure. Yeah, so like you would. See, I I think like obviously it doesn't. Ha- it's not like first person, and obviously there is a world where you could have him voiced by I don't know like Seth Rogen or something. But I think just having it from the perspective of the volleyball would be really really interesting, and a very kind of unique way of telling the story of a man surviving on an island because he obviously is acting like the ball is alive. So. I just think it would be an insight into... It would be, if anything, a more interesting and nuanced look into Tom Hanks' character, telling it from the point of view of the volleyball. Mm. Have you listened to, uh, like, two weeks ago, Three Being Salad? No. Ah, they they posit um, about 17 sequels to cast away that are all starring Wilson as the main character. Interesting. (laughs) I would watch... Like, like a nutty professor to the clumps, but with Wilson playing every character. Nice. It's just a volleyball with a wig on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it it could it could be interesting, I suppose. Yeah. I Wilson um, is one of the expendables. Yeah. Well, no, he's he'd be one of the inflatables. Hey, different film. <laughs> um, that's the por- that's the porn parody of expendables. <laughs> Um, we're just like a puncture-proof dolls. Yeah, I, I guess the only thing is, is you kind of, yeah, when you kind of pick it up, which I guess you would kind of have Wilson kind of like turn, and there's a big explosion, and then, and then it's like you know, many days well, later. And then the beginning would kind of be just to oh, bring no, he's, the first cage he's up on the, again. Yeah, 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 because he's a package on the plane. Yeah, so you would have the plane that so. Similar to like, so the film would open instead with like the beginning of Lord of War, the Nicolas Cage movie, right. where you follow the bullet being packaged. Yeah. Like that. So you would just have, you'd start off at like Wilson Sporting Goods factory or something, follow the volleyball being packaged up onto the plane, goes down, and then Wilson floats to the the beach where he gets picked up by his new best friend, Tom Hanks. Mm. Do we think. called Chuck. Do we think, um. Do we think Tom Hanks ever, ever. Violated Wilson? Oh yeah, I thought that's where this would go. Are you asking? So the question is, uh, did Tom Hanks fuck Wilson? Uh, yes. What What happens on an isolated Pacific island? Stay. Well, it doesn't stay because they left. That's the whole point of the film. Yeah. Um, I I think there is a horror movie version of this where the camera pans up and there is a load of used and disposed of Wilsons in the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, I would assume, I would assume Tom Hanks fucked something, <laughs> and and you know, you know what, Graham? Hopefully, it was Wilson. Out of some of the options, yeah, Wilson's probably the 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 best one. I mean, because you could have like Wilson's brother. Graham is holding up an NFL football. It also says Wilson on it. Oh, that, that's a very, a very visual joke for a podcast. It is a very, don't yeah, yeah. The video it was uh, just, just for the list. Should we, I can you put an a an audio described thing just underneath that with your editing? So Graham is holding up an NFL football. It also says Wilson on it. There you go. Now it's going to land perfectly. Nice. In the, uh, oh, no, in the spirit of, oh no, in the spirit of massive tan. Oh shit. It's, Brock Purdy injured. Yeah, he's done his elbow in, I think. Oh, shit. 
Ah, oh, that sucks. So, fourth fourth quarterback for the 49ers. Yeah. Just get Christian McCaffrey to do it. Just oh, yeah. directly snap it to him. Every play. Yeah. I still hope they win. I mean, if, if any quarterback, if any team doesn't really need a quarterback right now, it's the 49ers. Yeah. This is going to have aged awfully, because by the time this comes out, <laughs> the Super Bowl will have been, de- well, not decided, but people will know who won. Um, yeah. But yeah, Wilson, I want Castaway told from the point of view of a ball that possibly Tom Hanks had sex with. Okay, fair enough. It's amazing that they let him fly that plane after what happened in Castaway, isn't it? Nice bit of Sully humour. Uh, yeah. Sully? Is it Sully? Sully, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. you know, unfortunately wasn't the uh, the biopic of um, John Goodman's character in Monsters Inc. Yeah, I would like a spin-off. Like, if, we, if we're talking combined teams, Mulder yeah. and Sully. Mulder and Sully, nice. But I don't know whether I would prefer it being Mulder and the pilot or Mulder and the monster solving crime. The latter. The latter. The latter. Your second choice, Graham. <laughs> My second choice. Um, you missed a great sidekick joke about him being a bull, by the way. You can kick him. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. He's a, volley- he's, a vo- he's a volleyball, though. So You're allowed to use your feet in volleyball? I? Yeah. Right. Then I missed a joke. <laughs> I mean, the reason people don't is because it's a lot harder. But like, you yeah. can use any part of your body to keep it up in volleyball. Interesting. I believe. Interesting. You can edit that out or correct me if I'm wrong. But... I don't care enough about the rules of volleyball to even check that, Graham. I'm leaving it in. Oh, we'll stick with superheroes and we'll go to my other superhero choice, which was the DC Universe. And I will talk about a film that... Um, I guess there's two reasons for picking this. One is because the film itself was an abomination. Therefore, focusing on anything else would be an improvement. And secondly... The character we're going to talk about got a real raw deal in uh, in this movie. I am talking about, and not just the character, sorry, the actress as well. I'm going to talk about Batman and Robin, which Wait. we have spoken about at length on a League uh, of Movies. Go go check that out because you know we we talked about why it's such a terrible terrible movie. Yeah, Batman and Robin. Um, so I'm not going to pick Robin, um, who is obviously a sidekick of sorts, but we're going to go with um. Barbara Wilson, um, so Batgirl, who was played by Alicia Silverstone, and oh yeah, I forgot she wasn't Gordon in Batman. No, Robin. no, no, because no. I was but... about to be a prick and correct you, but you are right, aren't you? Yeah, of course I am. Fair play, you bitch. <laughs> I don't know why I keep calling, Kate keeps saying that today. That, is that your new like <laughs> your new uh, catchphrase? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. We, we're going to get coasters. Yeah, he said uh, it. He, he said, said it. it. <laughs> hey, Graham, call oh. me a bitch. Oh. <laughs> yeah, bitch. Hey. Um, so Barbara Wilson. Barbara Wilson. was Alfred's niece. Alfred's niece, who was also knew like, how to hack into his DVDs or whatever it was. I mean, she didn't hack in. It was a fucking CD-ROM. <laughs> this film is awful. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it is absolutely abysmal. Um, so this is the this is the main reason, right? Because I think that there's at least something there that's an interesting origin story that you could have for Batgirl that we don't need to focus on whatever 
Batman and Robin were fucking about with with um, Arnie and uh, Poison Ivy. So that's number one. And number is Poison Ivy in that one as well, right? Yes. Yeah. And number two is that Alicia Silverstone just got such a bad and raw deal making this movie. There was um, this whole issue. She's come out and spoken about it recently, but she was the whole like press tour for the movie. She was like properly like fat shamed being called fat girl instead of bat girl i don't understand it because like but she's not put, put aside <laughs> put aside the fact that that's just a really shitty thing to do but like she was she's in a very good shape like i, I if i had that body fat percentage i'd be happy <laughs> yeah i'd be happy if you had that body fat percentage am i right am i right <laughs> you bitch um, thank you <laughs> Uh, yeah, but even like um, there was something where like uh, Entertainment Weekly um, put out a, a article about her called a weighty issue, and they compared her to Babe the Pig. I just don't babe, get it. Babe, Babe, who wasn't fat either. N- no, no. Babe was you... the whole point of Babe was he was a small pig. Yeah, <laughs> not that that's the point, but that's a no, weird no. thing for me to have a problem with, but. Yeah, no, I remember reading into this. It's the kind of thing I got halfway through and just stopped because it's like this is disgusting. Yeah, it's um, it, it was awful, and you know, arguably she probably was one of the better parts of that movie because it was it was trash. Oh yeah, but yeah, I think um, I think purely for kind of uh, the Alicia Silverstone redemption um, that she deserves, we should focus in on Batgirl, and then yeah, we should probably focus on Batgirl from the point of view. Of um, her being a uh, her origin story being better than the rest of that film, I would change it to Barbara Gordon and do the proper sort of killing joke stuff for the for the um, uh, origin. But um, yeah, so basically, you would want uh, Warner Brothers to undelete the Batgirl movie <laughs> that they cancelled last fucking minute last year yeah release it in 1999 have the backdrop of batman and robin happening as a kind of secondary thing that's happening yeah then uh yeah barbara gordon's uh, origin story focused on with alicia silverstone playing uh barbara gordon i would be really interested to see more things where batman is a supporting character because batman is unfortunately quite boring at this point he plays a very good supporting character in the Poison Ivy, not Poison Ivy, sorry, the uh, Harley Quinn um, animated series, um, which I haven't seen the second series of yet, because did Tech Channel 4 end up releasing it? Yes, they did, but um, very quietly. Because they did the first series, and I watched that, and then um, I don't remember seeing the rest of it. But I, um... I have a feeling it was close to being cancelled, so Channel 4 didn't make a big song and dance of it, and then it got renewed for two more seasons. Right. I think. Did you just say seasons is? I said seasons, didn't I? Oh, I thought you said it got renewed for two more seasons is. Well, luckily, luckily we're recording this so I can go back and check. So we can check. We can check. (laughs) Okay, Um, let's just, uh, let's flash back to what I said. Did I say it? Two more seasons. Probably (laughs) did, to be honest, Greg. Of course you did or didn't. Oh, classic. You bitch. No, it's not. It's not the same for me. No, you, 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 you've not got the delivery. Um, that's, that, that is that is actually the plot of Castaway. 
<laughs> nice. Well done. Well done. You saved it. Um, Thanks. Harley Harley Quinn isn't available on all four anymore, though. So that's a shame. Anyway. Yeah, it wasn't. It was the thing where it was only available within X amount of time of the episode being shown. Right. But yeah, that Batgirl movie would have been really fucking good. Brendan Fraser was going to be in it. That make no sense, mate. Don't make no sense. No. I, yeah, I like this choice because Batman and Robin were shit for one. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be nice. Like it has a low bar, even if it's shit. Focusing it on Alicia Silverstone's uh, Batgirl, it's still probably going to be better than Batman and Robin was, and it can't be worse. No, absolutely can't be worse. So yeah, why not? Why not? Why yeah, fuck not. <laughs> Final choice. Final choice, you bitch. Final choice. So this is this is a trilogy, a character from a trilogy. I would uh, he is definitely a sidekick, and I would argue that not only should the film be based on him, but I would also argue he is actually secretly the main character of the film. Well, that undoes your entire argument for him being a sidekick, where the movie should but, be but, focused on him. But do you know? Do you, do you know why the film should centre on him, Graham? Why? Ian? Do you know why? Just just get just get closer closer to the speaker. Just get well, like the speakers are on my head anyway, so I can't get any closer. That, that's fair. That's fair. Fro- Frodo's a cunt, Graham. <laughs> oh, Frodo's, Frodo is a massive, Frodo. massive, overrated cunt who doesn't actually do all that much in the fucking film. All he does is open his eyes wide and go a bit like oh, and then that's it. All of and at some point, quite literally, the heavy lifting is done by my final choice, Samwise Gamgee. And I'm not going to be able to get out of this voice for a while now. <laughs> it's just, whew, there we go. I'm back. Frodo fucked up uh, that spider. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but then the spider fucked him up, and Samwise had to sweep in again and save the day. And he he was only by himself because he got tricked by Gollum. And yeah. turned on Sam, the guy who left his quite secure gardening job to follow him the length of the fucking known world. Yeah. Gandalf's a bit of a cunt as well, because Gandalf knew what Frodo was going to do. And then, and ah, oh, just, ah, oh, ah, oh, God, I rewatched all of the Lord of the, Fring- Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Lord Rings. Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That's a Breaking Bad spin-off. It's what they're going to do after uh, Better Call Saul. Uh, so I had um, I had the German footballer Torsten Frings uh, in oh, my mind, which would have been a, a weird film. Very weird reference. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I rewatched all of the Lord of the Rings films uh, on New Year's Day, and it was great, because I fucking love these films. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting thing, watching them back. Like, they're not perfect. There are some things... There is uh, a YouTube video called Lord of the Rings Trilogy, but it's every scene where two female characters interact. The video is 42 seconds long. The clip from Lord of the Rings starts at 24 seconds. The clip from Lord of the Rings stops at 26 seconds. There is one (laughs) scene in the entire trilogy, and including, I think, extended editions, where two female characters interact, and it is a mother and daughter. The only thing I would say to that, though, is there is a fairly male-dominated world and cast, so oh. it's it's kind of tricky for that to be more given the makeup of the cast. Oh, tr- true, but it's still fucked. <laughs> the fact in in twelve hours, 
one yeah, instance no, of I, two women talking I, to each other. I, I understand that, but yeah, I think it's more a product of the of the Tolkien's oh, writing oh, and it's, how it's, it's it's a product of the book. It's a product of it still being a relatively new, weirdly new movement to try to get diversity into things. But uh, yeah, I just found that I found I found it fascinating. But um, yeah, Lord of the Rings. Everyone Talking knows the story. Lord of the Rings YouTube videos. Have you seen the one where um, it every time your pal Samwise Gamgee takes an extra step, yes, it cuts says, to him saying, um, "It's the furthest I've ever been from home." Every and every think, time after every time after that scene, yeah, yeah, it cuts back to that. Yeah, I have. I haven't watched the whole thing. Obviously, that would be weird. And it's like a thirty-six-hour movie or so YouTube video or something ridiculous. Yeah, fucking hell. I love random stuff. Obviously, um, take them as far as God. Potato song. Yeah. Um, the badger, 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 Helms Deep. Yeah. Where it's not the elves rocking up; it's uh, it's them. Um. But yeah, Lord of the Rings. Everyone knows the plot of Lord of the Rings. I don't really have to go into it in depth. But yeah, Sam. Sam really should be the central character of Lord of the Rings. He's the one who's actually like. I don't know. It feels more impressive. He's really the one who has no stake in it at all. It's not his ring. He's not royalty. He's not whatever the fuck the other people are. He's just Sam. He is a gardener who thought that his friend needed help, so literally went off with him. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can understand that. I think the only thing I would... I mean, I think everyone on one side or the other has a stake in it because it is essentially, oh, you know, potentially yeah. the end of Middle-earth as, as we know it. True, but he also didn't necessarily know that when he set off. No, fair point. Um, I would also argue, I would rather any of the Hobbits be the central character over Frodo. I like Elijah Wood, got a lot of time for Elijah Wood, but Frodo as a character is fucking annoying. Yeah. Oh, Sam, the ring's getting so heavy, Sam. That's it. That's all his character development. Well, you know, it might have been. Hell of an eye actor, though, Graham. Hell of an eye actor. Elijah Wood can say more with his eyes than I can correctly say. Uh, Which is more a comment on me than him, really. But yeah, like again, I I, I do like Elijah Wood. But if I had to, if, weirdly, if I had to drop any character from Lord of the Rings, I would rather the tomato eating bastard than Frodo. Uh, I don't know Frodo, still, Frodo who just wasn't. just gets gaslit by Gollum. That's it. It's, it's, uh, just doesn't seem to understand the importance of stuff. Keeps his mithril vest a uh, secret like a fucking cunt. But if if Frodo wasn't in Lord of the Rings, I don't think you would have the same amount of kind of peril associated with the journey and therefore uh. would be a less interesting... So what you're uh, saying is the yeah. main character of Lord of the Rings has to be useless yeah. to make the film interesting. Sam would be too efficient. Sam would be to yeah you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have the peril you wouldn't have the kind of will you know will this work won't this work and therefore you need a strong supporting cast and I think that's kind of like a lot about what Lord of the Rings is talking about is that the it's it's the power of the many it's all you know and also they're not the ones necessarily taking responsibility uh-huh. anyone can do this kind of thing so yeah I think having a maybe a weaker character at the center is integral to the story. So what you're saying to get the true 
message of Lenin through Lord of the Rings. We need Frodo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what we're going yeah. for. Yeah, yeah. It's pipe pipe <laughs> religion is the pipe weed of the masses. <laughs> exactly that. I although that was Marx, not Lenin. So Damn, just ah! Marx Lenin <laughs> same same thing. Famously not. Ooh. But <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry to all of our uh, communist listeners out there. <laughs> My bad. But yeah, I just I I would much rather I would r- much rather more Samwise. And like I said, he's also kind of one of those characters who like he does. He is the one who kind of saves the day. Frodo accidentally gets rid of the ring. Yeah. Sa- Frodo flat out tries to not destroy the ring. Interestingly, do you think that um, Tolkien was telling this straight up at the beginning when he named the characters? Sam? What is? Fro? Oh! <laughs> like, I mean... Ah. I like that. Borrow? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Gimli doesn't work. Gimli, Aragorn. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, wet. <laughs> <laughs> Strider. Um. Yeah. But, yeah. Frodo. Fuck Frodo, man. Fuck Frodo. Not in the way that Tom Hanks uh, fucked a volleyball, but no. fuck Frodo. And not, not in the way I'm assuming late at night on the dead marshes where it was a bit cold. Two, two hobbits, Graham. Cuddling for body heat, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, one <laughs> thing leads to another. Oh, sir. Oh. You could be the lord of my ring any day, sir. Or, oh, sir. Oh. Your final choice. I was just going to let you keep uh, <laughs> keep going with your um, Hobbit erotic fiction. Hobbit erotica. Oh. oh, oh, what's this? This Frodo. Sorry, sir. I didn't. I didn't. You want me to keep it there, do you, Frodo? Or, oh, sir. Oh, just don't. Just don't touch the. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Curious. Um, why does the? Yeah, they were very a, curious. <laughs> why? Why was there a crossover with the uh, the suits guys in? Um, I don't know. It, show? Seems, it seems to be my go-to thing now. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Um, final so, choice. So, final choice. We're going to move away from from superheroes. From hobbits. Far, fucking. far away. Hey. To. Uh, Star Wars. And this was an interesting one. So I was thinking in Star Wars, there's quite a few like little psychic things around. So uh, Jabba obviously has Salacious Crumb. That could be interesting, although we don't really have a Jabba movie, so you couldn't really say you would have a Salacious Crumb movie. I'd argue R2-D2 is C-3PO's sidekick, who is oh, more li- interesting. <laughs> little Arthur. <laughs> little Arthur, <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I'm going to go with um, replacing Solo with Wookiee and we're going to have um, the Chewbacca movie because I didn't really think Solo was up to much. It was, it had a lot of promise. Don't think it, much like Cast Away, don't think it delivered. It, the guy who plays Han Solo, I think was my biggest bugbear because I really didn't. Uh, like it. Yeah, and if you don't like the guy who plays the character the film is named after, you're in it's trouble. A, yeah, it's a bit tricky at that point, isn't it? I I like I enjoyed I enjoyed Solo when I watched it, but now I couldn't tell you anything about Solo. Yeah. It's a completely non. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's a completely like non-film. 
Isn't there? There's a bit in Scrubs. Uh, <laughs> oh, the obvious place we were going to go. Yeah. But there's um, uh, after JD has slept with Doctor Cox's wife, who is ex-wife. actually the wife of the showrunner. Yeah. Who has done very well for himself? Um, <laughs> the um, he is worried about whether or not she hates him, and she delivers the line: "I don't hate you, I nothing you," which is, yeah. I think, how I probably feel about Han Solo or Solo the movie. Yes, I. That is that is my go-to line, and I forgot it was Scrubs. Yeah, that is that is what I think about whenever I think of something which is like just. Yeah, like if I cared more, I would hate you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, yeah. it's very cutting. Um. The, the the thing with Solo is, I it definitely I I think some of the the bonus points it gets makes me think more fondly of it than I should. Yeah. So like, if Donald Glover wasn't in it, if Phoebe Waller Bridge wasn't in it. Yeah, yeah. If if like all of that, it's like yeah, like I don't I even necessarily think they were great in it. You would just, I mean, Donald Glover's yeah. perfect casting for Lando. But... Oh God, yeah. I also would have taken a Lando film over Solo. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But he was less sidekick and more like tricksy bastard. <laughs> kind of cameo ish, really. He wasn't it that yeah. much. Yeah, but then again, like Boba Fett is in like thirteen minutes of Star Wars or something ridiculous, isn't he? The original trilogy. Oh, if that, yeah. I've started watching Boba Fett. Oh, have you? There is a slight chance in the intro of this episode you said you hadn't watched it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, you definitely mentioned it recently. It could be in an undrafted episode. Okay. No, he, it was undrafted. It was undrafted because we were talking okay. about stuff which I'm not going to mention because you have to sign up to our fucking Patreon. <laughs> yeah, do you want to do, do your catchphrase? You, you bitch. Thank you were you. very Ray Winston then. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why. Because you you're a sexy swag. beast, that's why. Yeah. Hey, this this is the sexual chemistry people are listening <laughs> to the podcast for. Yeah, yeah, none of that USA stuff. If you guys were ever wondering, hey, I wonder what the podcast would sound like if both of them were just really sleep deprived. Um, this this is <laughs> yeah. what it is. It just yeah. just slowly it's tangent on tangent into what can only be described as mild flirting. <laughs> um, uh, so to be fair. Standard Sunday evening. Um, yeah. so you 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 mentioned uh, not having watched Boba Fett on uh, the latest undrafted episode. Okay, yeah. So I've started watching it. Uh, was was Boba Fett always South African? He's not South African. <laughs> I mean, it's a South African accent he talks with. So, do you want the actual answer? Yes. Um. Obviously, in Return of the Jedi. Didn't have any spoken dialogue. Doesn't fucking yeah. matter. Uh, Boba Fett is played by the guy they cast as Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones, who in okay. the latest wave of... Um, well, because in Attack of the Clones, Boba Fett isn't actually Jango Fett's son. He's a clone who's had his body clock slowed down so he ages normally. Yeah. But So it's a uh, Kiwi actor... Is it so Kiwi? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's a Maori called. He's like Tamu- Tamura, Tamura Morrison, or something like that. Okay, fair enough. I take it back. I apologise to all of our South African and Kiwi listeners. If that actor's name didn't fit with the tone of my voice, it's because I yeah. mispronounced it and I have just tried to edit it in. But <laughs> if you now go back to watch the Star Wars films, he has redubbed. I think the vast majority of like the stormtroopers as well. 
Okay, interesting. Because they're supposed, you know, whatever the, you yeah, know, whatever, whatever. But, um, yeah, my issue, my main issue with Boba Fett is, um, it. How far into it are you? Two episodes. Oh, uh, uh, it it's not as standalone as the. Uh, it was necessarily sold to people, and okay. that has fucked a load of people off now. Interesting, but we could come onto that later. We'll pick anyway, that up. Wookies, another juncture. Wookies, yeah. So I don't know. I just I think Chewbacca is one of the one of my favorite Star Wars characters. He's great, and um, yeah, I think like a Chew. I know we obviously see bits of of early Chewie in um, in Solo, but you know, full on like growing up at you know let's let's go back to like Kashyyyk high school i want saved by the bell but with wookies <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i just i'd love to see kind of it's it it would be like it would be a chance to um right the wrongs of the uh, holiday special which was obviously famously a, a wookie family was it chewie's family i think it was chewie's family it was it, it? it was it was chewie trying to get back for life day Something like that, yeah. I think so. Yeah, we could have, uh, we could, you know, the, they could all reprise their roles. We could have the Chewbacca. The um, are they the Backer family? I don't know. Is his first name Chew? Uh, so his full name is Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, Chewbacca's surname. I don't think he has a surname. Okay, so he's like Prince. Yeah, and Cher, and Cher, and Chewbacca's son is called Lumpawarump. <laughs> obviously obviously um, but yeah i don't know i ju- i just think chewbacca is could be, chewbacca's origin story could be a more interesting one because like it, you know any any human in star wars could end up as a as a bounty hunter right or or what's he a, a scoundrel yeah you don't see a lot of wookies rocking up off kashik kind of going around with these people and and fucking shit up and you know becoming um yeah, like they tend to be at least the ones I've seen. Like, for example, the one in Boba Fett. Like, he's kind of enlisted and he's like working for someone rather than having the autonomous kind of role that Chewbacca has as um, yeah. as Han Solo's uh, psychic, which is a weird thing to say as an autonomous psychic. But then again, you argued that Samwise was an autonomous subject, and I think Samwise and Chewbacca are very similar. It's two peas in a massive, massive fuck off pod. Massive furry pod. Well. If you took a height average from a Hobbit yep. and a Wookiee, you'd probably just get me. <laughs> <laughs> Same amount of hair as well. Yeah, basically. Smaller feet, though. Smaller feet, yeah. Smaller feet. Not as a habit to go barefoot outside for <laughs> six months while walking across a continent. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. I fucking love Chewbacca. It's great. He, he, yeah. He does deserve more. I do. I do want to. I want to see life from his perspective. And it would be fantastic. Think of all the, the brilliant subtitles. Do go on. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, because you don't, you don't understand. But I, I like the idea of like a really long, like, and it's just like subtitles. No. <laughs> I would like. I, I would like it to go a slightly different direction. So I want the subtitles all to be. The fuck? I didn't fucking say that. Why are you saying that's what I fucking said? Han, I've known you for 20 fucking years. And you still haven't bothered to learn Wookiee. Yeah. Chewbacca's not even my fucking name. It's Ian. 
Chewbacca just means tall. You heard someone call me tall, and that's all you've been calling me. Yeah. You're Fuck bastard. you, Han. I can't yeah. wait until you're Harrison Ford. Yeah, and, and frozen in carbonite, you bitch. So, those were our choices. And like I said, we are both vaguely delirious, so we apologise for anything that we may have said. I've just kind of blacked out. If I'm being honest with you, Graham, no idea what what I've said. What happened? Oh, God. This is is undrafted. Um, Which fucking Patreon, mate. Uh, So, those were our choices. Out of of mine, Mm. it's actually quite a tough one. I'm not sure what my order would be. I think the biggest jump in quality would definitely be Valkyrie, Love and Thunder. I think that would actively mm-hmm. make the film better. Samwise Gamgee, the film would be arguably exactly the same. It's just kind of a credit thing, you know? I like to think that, like, if he's on, like, the right of the screen more, it's just tilted. The camera's just slightly tilted. Just slightly more towards him. <laughs> we stick with him a bit more. We see... Because also, the conversation of him in the garden hearing, you know... A wizard storm into a room going, oh, fuck, mate, the world's going to end because of this piece of jewellery you've got. Would have been a more interesting scene from his point of view. Yeah, true. Um, And then Castaway, that's kind of a bit more of an experimental art piece that I just kind of want to see. So I would, I will, I will go Wilson at three. Okay. I will go Valkyrie Love and Thunder at two, and I will go Samwise Gamgee at one, because Samwise is the sidekick all sidekick should aspire to, and he deserves the credit he is warranted as a hobbit and as a man. Your choice. <laughs> yours, yours. My top choice. Top three of your three. My, top three okay. of your three. Top three of my three. Top um, three of three. That's my catchphrase. You get your bitch, I get top three of your three. Yeah. Um, also tough. Um... We'll go. We'll go Chewy third because I think that he has the most chance of having something like this because Star Wars are making everything all the time forever now. Chewbacca, yeah, Chewbacca will a hundred percent get his own spin-off at some point. Something, yeah. Where I, it wouldn't surprise me if they did like if they actually did do the like a good version of the the holiday special like they did with Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But anyway. So, I think given that he has the outside chance of this this um this coming to fruition, we'll 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 put him in third. Second place um Alicia Silverstone and Batgirl in Batman and Robin because uh she deserves the redemption. The t- film was terrible and it would be a vast improvement on what we got if we had the Barbara Gordon story um, instead of Batman and Robin. And then in first place, um, Hit Girl, because uh, she's just the best part about the kick-ass movies and we'd get more Nicolas Cage. Sold. So, those are the top threes of our threes. It's now time, Graham, for us to figure out the official top three movies that should have been about the sidekick. Mm. What are your initial thoughts one you've already sold me on hit girl stop selling what you've sold uh more nicholas cage done or hit girl done let's sort this out yeah um so i i'm intrigued by the the i'm intrigued by valkyrie more than samwise for two reasons one because again I, I'm, I'm relying on others and and your fine self um 
about the quality of of Love and Thunder. And have you have you read the God Bomb Thor stuff? No, I haven't. Okay, you should because it's. It, I think it's my favorite comic run. Yeah, just in general. But if you read that and your brain goes, you know what this would make good for the basis of a slapstick comedy movie. It's <laughs> no, no one said that. No one. Said yeah. That. Um. So given that and the the opportunity to uh, improve on it, and I do feel like she deserves better than than direct line commercials. However, just as a quick aside, direct line must have a, a hefty coffers for their their um celebrity cameos because i still can't understand how they got harvey keitel to play winston wolf yes yes the direct line adverts that that still just blows my mind um but anyway that's that's a complete aside um so i like that bit more than samwise and you yourself made the point that it could be argued that samwise is actually the main character and that becomes a tricky thing for us to say that he isn't and therefore should be focused on. And like you said... Be, yeah, it would be like an extended, extended edition where we just get alternate viewings, uh, alternate versions of scenes already. <laughs> yeah, or it becomes a condensed version because he gets stuff right. Yeah, or, yeah, because or I, that. Because, because I do think, as I was saying, like you do need this kind of maybe um, uh, flawed character at the center of things for everyone else to rally around um so yeah i would say i would i would say that i would go hit girl valkyrie and then um batgirl which may very well give us our first all-female top three um spitting in the eye of jrr tolkien <laughs> yeah that's, I mean, that is. I think that is the same amount of prominent women characters in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, probably. To be fair, and uh, yeah, um, okay. I mean, I can't argue against that too much, really. To be fair, I kind of agree. Sam Samwise, I just, I it just has to. Go, I feel like it just has to go on record. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I do think. I think it has. I mean, there's definitely like been some mark. I've definitely read these articles where like Sam's the real hero and all this kind of stuff. And I, I get, I get it. I, I, I can, I can, I can. Uh, you know, yeah. I can get. You know, I can't. And you know, it's very famous. The whole like, uh, I can't carry the ring, Mister Frodo. Well, I can, I carry, can you. carry you. Well, he's only, a, he's only a little lad. He is, he is. But so is Samwise. Oh, true. Little lad is all about context. Exactly, yeah. If anything, he's an average lad to yeah. Sam. Yeah. Lord of the Rings, return of the average lad. <laughs> um Okay, alright, yeah, I, I am I am with you on that. I think yep, I, 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 I have nothing to add. Cool. There. See you next great... week. See you guys. So um <laughs> Alright, fuck it. Let's close it there. I'm tired. So the podcast nobody asked for's top three movies that should have been about the sidekick. Number three, we have Batwoman uh, in Batman and Robin. Number two, we have the now called Valkyrie Love and Thunder. And number one, we have Hit Girl from uh, Kickass. So if you agree with our choices, if you disagree with our choices, um, you can find us at Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also find us on Patreon, where if you sign up, we will also do an episode of your request, as long as it is. A perk of the tier that you signed up for. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Um, you can, we deliver. Uh, we we do. Uh, like UPS. Um, if uh, what are we doing? Oh yeah, social things. Twitter. You can find us there. Pod, nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can also find us on uh, Facebook and at the same place. And we also have a website. Um, it is podcastnobodyasked4.co.uk. And this is all of the links and wonderful information about all things podcast. So go there, click things, sign up for Patreon. And uh, if you, uh, if you, uh, the other bit we say now. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, if you're able to leave a review, please leave us a review. And in your review, put any future episode ideas you may want us to do, and we might do the best one. If you definitely want us to do it, you know what you need to do. You bitch. That's it. There's no more idle banter at the end. We are ending on, you bitch. for this.